How you doing, bud? Oh, so many good things. Thank you for inviting me and sharing this container for us to kind of connect. Yeah, thank you for being here, man, for making the time. I love your setup. Super pro. Oh, thank you, friend. I actually just uh, leveled up all my lighting and my equipment and... Thankfully, I have a good friend, uh, Rock, over in Platinum Koi here in Alabama. He runs a, um, a convention called Hunts Vegas Tattoo Convention. So right. he's been helping me level up my uh, my lighting, my gear. So really exciting stuff. Love it. Dope. So you're in Alabama, yeah? Actually, I'm in Florida, believe it or not. I'm in like uh, Pensacola, Florida, down in, uh, in the United States. Nice. Good weather, huh? Dude, it's like, it's beautiful, but I, I live where people go to vacation, oh, right? Wow. So I'm like a perma-vacationer, you could kind of say. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. I went to, to work to Ibiza recently, and it's funny because I'm working every day, long hours, but everybody's on holiday, but I feel like I'm on holiday because everybody's, <laughs> you know, it's coming back from the beach, you're like, oh, I'm part of this, you know? Yeah. So. For the people that don't know you, would you like to, um, you know, tell your story a little bit, like how you, because I was reading your bio and stuff, and how you got to the place where you're at now, and, uh, you know, like a little introduction for people that, you know, don't know you. Heck yeah, heck yeah. So, my name's Jordan. I'm the tattoo hand therapist. Essentially, my goal and my mission is to break down industry norms in the tattoo industry, obviously, specifically, just in the tattoo industry, to really stop people suffering in their everyday lives. It's crazy because I actually started this journey back in like 2018 as like right now what I do. Um, it was branded as Inked Ergonomics. And I've actually rebranded recently towards something called, we're saying, the Tattooer Health Club. Because I've have seen like a... Perhaps like a, a Facebook group and stuff, right? Like a community kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So it's crazy because the more I get into the industry and the more artists I work with, the more I realize there's a lot of intermingling of mental health and physical health, right? A lot of artists don't feel validated. They don't feel heard. They feel put down or less than when they talk about their pain, their issues. And there's this like growing stigma or there was a heavy stigma in the industry. That's thankfully kind of fading away where it's like tattooers can't talk about their themselves. They can't really talk about like the pain that they're feeling because the homie in the next booth has got something to say about it. Right. Something maybe not so positive. They see you stretching or doing something to take care of yourself we're quick to kind of knock each other down, unfortunately. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah like, you know, this has been, like, if you've been doing this for a while, this has been always, like, rock and roll, that kind of stuff, you know? So you have a, a different side of this life that has been highlighted rather than, you know, taking care of yourself. Then, of course, there is a bit of everything, you know, but, yeah. yeah. And um, and so, let, because this is definitely something that interests every tattooer, right? Because every tattooer, you know, if you've been tattooing for longer than at least a year, you already have to deal with different pains that come from, right, posture, repeated, uh, isolated movements, la la la. So let's start by saying, what is the conditions that you see the most occurring, you know, among tattooers? Yeah. So I'll say this is that I got into the industry and I, I was going to do it all, right? Oh, neck pain, back pain, hand pain, everything. And I realized that I've really had to niche down more than ever because of the specific issues that you're talking about. I would say more than ever, people are dealing with this tingling, this numbness in their fingers, and they don't know what it is. And that's one of the biggest issues. It's like 30 years ago when people started talking about carpal tunnel syndrome, Right. Nobody really took it seriously. People were like, oh, you're on a computer all day. What's wrong with you? Now I'm seeing more tattoo artists deal with early symptoms of either carpal tunnel syndrome, nerve issues at the hand, at the wrist, and nerve issues actually stemming from the neck because of this posture that all of us sit in. Yeah. Right. There's yeah. something that I always refer to. It's called the 42 pound head. So have you ever heard of that before? The 42 pound head? I've heard something about the fact that, you know, the moment you move that out of axis, you know, it gets heavier. 
but not specifically like that yet. Yeah, so like think of it like this, right? So your head weighs 10 pounds, right? For every inch that you come forward, you add, or your head weighs 12 pounds rather, I'm sorry, your head weighs 12 pounds. So every inch that you come forward, you add 10 pounds. Most tattooers work in like a three inch forward position. So 42 pound head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a friend that struggled with this, which he didn't know what it was, unfortunately. Like, he had lots of, like, migraines, but really debilitating migraine. Like, he would have to stop doing everything, like, puke and go to sleep, you know, that kind of stuff. And then, eventually, they started giving him, like, stronger and stronger painkillers. And at some point, they said, okay, you might want to try start using this. And he said, no, because it's that kind of stuff that, you know, it's, when you open that door, it's addiction, right? And he said, fuck that. And then, luckily, he realized that, it was cervical damage, nerve, something, something. And then he found alternative, you know, things that he can do amongst which like something I personally love. I've been doing for, for some time, Wim Hof stuff, you know, cold exposure, which, you know, we'll get to that in a moment. But I think it's like something that I, I, I've learned myself over the years is the fact that, you know, the body is not an island. So it's not like, oh, my finger hurt. Let's take it on my finger. No, dude, it might come from your knee. Right? I'm not going <laughs> to explain that to you, right? But, you know, yeah. You're right. I mean, you couldn't be more right. There's something called the kinetic chain where it's like from your bottom of your feet up to the top of your head, everything matters. And it's like if you don't even think about your butt, the base of support, where are we sitting that affects our lumbar, that affects our thoracic spine, that affects our neck. Yo, try this real quick. I got something for you. Ready? Mm -hmm. Okay. So you're sitting, are you sitting in a regular chair? Okay, cool. I'm sitting in one of those new chairs, just like what I sit in every day. But so it's a little more challenging for me, so I'm going to scoot back. But what I want you to do is this. I want you to just roll down your shoulders. Rolling your head, rolling your shoulders, right? Just sitting normally. Now do this, do this for me. Now take your lower back and throw it forward. Activate your lower back, right? So you're pushing your stomach out in front of you and your lower back is pushed, right? Uh -huh. Uh -huh. So you're activating your lower back. Now try to roll your shoulders down so keep your lower back straight you can't right so we're talking about the kinetic chain right now all the listeners out there try that too throw your lower back into activation and then try to roll down you physically can't so we're talking about the base of support right now talking about how the knee bone is connected to the ankle bone it is right it's all connected so it's a matter of like knowing a couple little things that can make a huge difference in you, just in your everyday practice. So that's why I always tell people like in the shop, well, shit, it's easier to do a little bit of stretching in the shop incorporated into your everyday life. So when you go home, stretching is not another thing to do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then you have the whole phone thing that, you know, maybe you didn't have like 20 years ago. So that I guess aggravates the whole thing, like the thumb and stuff. And um, so let's say, um what would you say would be the first signals the first you know signs let's say to be aware of for people to be like okay there is something that is starting to go wrong here better i start doing something about it rather than just ignore it and you know let it go to shit dude i love that you just asked that because it's like these red flags yeah. on the road of life right so many of us are so quick to like eh, blow right past it but those red flags are our early warning signs. So thank you so much for bringing that up. I appreciate you, friend. I'll say this because there are so many early warning signs on our whole body. Recently, I've really focusing on tattoo artists dealing with that tingling and numbness in their hands, which is the first sign of nerve pain. I want people to realize that first signs of nerve pain specifically so that we don't lose our time, lose our money, and really like take control and be empowered from most of our healthcare systems, whether you're in the EU, whether you're here in the States, most of our healthcare systems are broken surrounding the tattoo industry. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's crazy because like most healthcare professionals don't understand tattooing as a whole, right? The craft and what it means. So they give poor or unrealistic recommendations. So I would say for this, so specifically for that tingling and numbness that you're feeling in your fingers, 
it's not going to go away. You're not going to wake up one day and it's going to be gone unless you stop tattooing. But that's not going to happen, right? So that's the first thing I would say. Red flag is like, for nerve pain specifically, is not something I really try to focus on more than ever because that's what's so scary. That's what's so like people don't understand. It's like my arm is achy. I have tendonitis. That's one thing. But like the nerve pain is scary when you like can't squeeze an ink bottle or you can't hold a machine or stretch the skin, right? That, that gets a little crazy when you can't feel what you're doing and you feel like you're going to drop your machine out of your hand. That's like middle stages. But I would say to answer your point or answer your question to your point is tingling numbness are the biggest red flags that you would say is mostly due to the vibrations rather than the weight and the stuff. So for tattoo artists, it's funny that you asked that. I actually just did a, um, a live workshop for carpal tunnel syndrome. And if we're talking about carpal tunnel syndrome, right? Specifically tingling, starting at phase one, tingling numbness in these three fingers after the tattoo, maybe when you wake up in the morning, it's one of those things where it's like we need to kind of break it down for each step. But I just did a whole workshop on it. So actually, so if anybody's interested, we're actually just uploading the workshop to the Tattooer Health Club on Facebook. So if anybody wants to see it and learn a little bit more, you can actually get free access to that. I try to bring out polarizing content these days. I'm trying to like stir the pot, so to speak. And like one of the things that I've been talking about recently is like, the self-worth that artists have and like the value that they have in themselves. So a lot of us like came up and we weren't like the traditional student in school, right? There's a reason why we're tattoo artists. We're like alternative. And I find that there's like self-worth issues that come along with that. Right. And it's like, a lot of us don't value our own self-care because of maybe trauma we've had in the past. Maybe like we didn't come up in a supportive family. Maybe we like were bullied in school, right? So it's like we don't always think that we deserve to take care of ourselves or deserve to invest in ourselves so that we don't have pain or have issues down the road that's going to like pull the rat rug out from under us. So I feel like a lot of what we talk about needs to be like awareness a lot of it needs to become more common knowledge of like, why am I in pain? And to answer your question about carpal tunnel syndrome, like my long roundabout answer, it's like, there's three reasons why tattoo artists get carpal tunnel syndrome. The vibration of the tattoo machine is one. The sustained grasp of the machine is two. And then awkward wrist positions are three. So there's like this nerve that comes through this little channel, which if you watch the workshop I explain in detail it's basically like being pressed on by tight tendons that pass through this little watch band that holds everything down so it's like when you start getting that tingling and numbness and you're in phase one and the unknown right the stress starts to come on you don't know why it's happening and it's like the what if starts to happen right that internal belief of like oh shit what's going on, right? And we try to brush it off. And then we start to get worse where it goes into phase two, right? Just making this more common knowledge where that tingling and numbness is like all the time. And then we start to have burning sensations. And that's like where we start to have this stress and the anxiety kick in of, oh shit, like this is affecting my quality of work. Am I gonna be able to pull this clean line or squeeze that squeeze bottle? And then we get into phase three where it's like sharp shooting electric pains into our hands, where you feel like you're going to drop the machine out of your hand. You start to lose strength in your hand. You start to lose your coordination. And then, better believe you're not tattooing at that point, especially because you didn't look at the red flags that were coming along the line. So it's funny that I actually, have you ever heard of athletic tape or K-tape? Uh, is that like thick colored tape sometimes it's black sometimes it's pink sometimes it's that you pull like in funky ways right athletes use it right mm -hmm. i teach tattoo artists how to use k-tape to support their own body to stop repetitive strain injuries like tendonitis to reduce the symptoms of carpal tunnel syndrome and you want to hear something even really cool about it that i teach people you can use the k-tape to stretch the skin of the client to reduce the strain off your hand 
Boom! <laughs> you got it, dude. I got because I teach a master class right now. Actually, I'm launching on Monday. I have a an overbooked class of students. It's called the uh, Ergonomic and Therapy Secrets for Tattoo Artists. It's the only like health and wellness preventative care course that exists in the world for tattoo artists. Nice, because that that's what that tape does, right? So basically, help. What does it do? It help your whichever part of the body is interested to it helps like working towards that function so that the the tendons and muscle can relax a little because the tape is doing the, the work for them or something or oh, you're, you're like you basically got it so essentially k tape has elastic properties right it's elastic it's got i got some right here actually so like this is the cape this is my brand color obviously everything is blue right so this mm -hmm. is the cape that i used to sell now only the master class students have access to like my products so it was just getting too much like i'm a digital ceo my guy i'm not a, <laughs> a wholesaler right that's what was happening and i was like ah, i gotta put that to the side so this yeah. is k -tape, right so k-tape this is a, the extra wide version of k-tape that i use to cover more service area uh this is like 7.5 centimeters the traditional ones that you buy in the store are about 5.5 centimeters so about this big give or take but essentially this i have a pre-cut strip right here so k-tape has a backing you can snap the backing and then you can see it's got elasticity properties yeah. the elasticity what it does is it supports the joints it well offloads the joints it supports the muscles, tendons, and ligaments to give stability, right? The elastic properties helps it like offload the strain that you have from working. So that's why athletes use it to kind of go along the direction of their muscles to avoid an injury or offload an existing strain or injury to perform at the highest level. So it's like tattoo or tattooers, the big game is the tattoo itself, right? So yeah. I always tattooers to use the tape to support their whatever it's thumb wrist shoulder you can do all of it i have step-by-step -step directions that i give out for free actually so it's like really exciting to use but there are some caveats to k-tape right because not that you can see it here but this is made out of cotton mm-hmm what does that mean? It's a bloodborne pathogen concern. If you're wearing it on your thumb, even if it's under a glove and if there's exposed areas. So like we have to be concerned about bloodborne pathogen shit. So it's got to be changed between clients. Uh, I have these actually specifically made pre-cut K tape strips. You've probably never seen anything like this. Nice. Yeah, it's like a grid. Yeah. Pre-cut strips of K tape that are designed peel and stick. So most K-tape for athletes, it's you have to cut, size, and shape your tape, right? Most people, especially when they're getting started, it's intimidating to have to cut patterns of K-tape and stuff like that. So what I've done is I've actually sourced pre-cut strips for like your stretching hand, for example, to put on like the small joints of your thumb, of your index finger, your thumb, depending on where you're having pain. And it's peel and stick. It's just peel it off the back and slap it on. You're good to go. Nice. I was going to ask you, like, what, what are the problems that you can get on the other hand, the stretching hand? Because that's, that's a, a repeated long strain that often, that's the thing, you know, often we don't stretch. The thing is, oh, I'm going to do this movement. I'm going to ask my body to perform this movement for six hours and then go home, you know, and then you don't do anything to compensate. So what, what are the problems that the other hand can get or elbow or? Yeah, believe it or not, it's the same problems because it's the same. It's very similar, right? So imagine your machine hand is your right hand. Look at your hand. Go to grab your machine, right? You press your three fingers, your index, your middle and your thumb together, right? Well, it's the opposite force on your stretching hand, right? Your thumb and your index are pressing against the skin and you're opening rather than closing. It's essentially the same issue. It's just the strain is 
redirected into your extensor muscles to extend your fingers and your flexor muscles to flex your fingers, right? You're flexing your fingers to hold the machine. You're extending your fingers to stretch the skin, right? It's essentially very similar, but because of the machine hand sustained grasp and pulling in, you're more likely to have carpal tunnel in your machine hand like nerve issues in your machine hand and more likely to get more like tendonitis in the stretching hand in the thumb that's what i see often actually is like a combination of both of them or like i just said carpal tunnel nerve symptoms more in the machine hand because of the vibration the awkward wrist position and the sustained grasp and then like a tendonitis issue in the thumb but the funny thing is like there's a lot of overlap because to your point my friend shit, most people don't buy an alarm system until they get robbed right yeah 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 this is this is something that i've learned myself because i suffer from back pain since i was 14 or something because i had a little bit of a hyperlordosis whatever so mm -hmm. i had to literally try everything over 20 years to figure it out and now it's so much better and one thing that i've learned is that prehab is better than rehab Dude, you got it! Right? And that's the thing. Until you get to that point, you don't care. You just keep asking, asking. It's like loaning money from a bank. And be like, I just keep asking. And then eventually the bank is like, look, now I want my money back plus the interest. And then you fucked. Right? Yes, yes. I was on a podcast recently in New York City, actually with the Honest Tattooer. And um, John, the owner of No Idol mm -hmm. Tattoo. John, shout out, bro. He had a fucking a gem that he phrased it as it's like your health savings account and every mm. time you stretch your or take care of yourself or do something for your body you're putting credits into that health savings account and at some point right the the teller or however you want to phrase it the, the bill man the bill collector is going to come through and he's going to knock on your door one way or another and like whether you're going to have to take time by choice or be forced mm -hmm. to take time for your body your muscles hold trauma over time it builds and it's like damn you want some real shit right there you're right you're, you're <laughs> nail on the head, dude you know like men speaking of trauma just to go back to something you said before it's very interesting the fact that i i see parallels right between for example what you said uh, in now this is in regards to health and specifically you know certain dynamics related to our craft right uh, and then you can draw a parallel between this and what ryan roy a previous guest that i had said in terms of money right and you can have this with other people that you know let's say talk about relationship like romantic relationship or your parenting or whatever and the, the interesting thing is the fact that not only the practical thing in the moment affect you like be like the pain in your hand or but it's the mindset the relationship that you have with that which eventually you know uh you know basically stains everything that you're doing for example with the with the tattooing now now the world of tattooing is changing right but I've been tattooing for 20 years I grew up with a different generation where there is this uh how would you call it this this mental attitude where you had to just like keep going shut up keep going hours and hours da, 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 da. and to some extent you know it, it's good character building and stuff like that but up to a certain point at some point it just becomes just self you know destructive and also like very short-sighted mindset because the thing is you are and this is a fact you are your best asset Right? It doesn't matter if you buy a $2,000 chair if you treat your body like shit. Right? Yeah. Oh, sh you're right. I love so, it. It's oh, interesting. How many of us have a $1,000 bishop in our yeah. drawer? Right? Yeah. Never done anything to learn how to keep using it? Yeah. Damn, bro. I mean, you're you're right. You, you're, you hit the nail on the head. And it's like that self-worth and trauma like it we live in we work in the service industry right like 
people-pleasing, boundary issues, right? Like self-esteem issues, imposter syndrome, like rampant in our industry. Like That's the thing I hear the most from younger tattooers, you know? Because I, I teach like, you know, seminars, whatever. I have mentorship program and I, and I like to talk to younger artists and that's younger and not younger. You know, I talk to people that tattoo for over 20 years and they feel that imposter syndrome. I'm like, I want to start this style, but I feel like I don't belong. It's like, that is the new pandemic know, within this industry. You know, that, 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 yeah, that conflict inside that never gets addressed, you know? And again, the world is changing, but before, if you grew up in a certain environment, you can, especially if you're a man, you cannot talk about feelings. You know, we don't talk, how are you? I'm good, bro. Yeah, you know, yeah. that kind of stuff. And then inside, you're no good, you know, but you can't say, but that's a whole another discussion. But, you know, you're right. I mean, it's mental health. It, the mental health that's intertwined with all of us. I mean, like, shit, you didn't get into tattooing because you were a well-adjusted member of society. Of society right? yeah. like, let's be real. Like, that's, like, come on. Like, shit, we're tattoo artists because we need the freedom. We need that creative expression. We need to follow our light and our passion and like shit the traditional society does not like that <laughs> right yeah. you know conform and like break down and shrivel back down and stay in line and like that's not yeah. us right so we need something that's going to serve us and set us up for the future because it's like in that same breath you're a tattoo artist because you weren't planning for the future. You weren't planning and thinking ahead, <laughs> right? But, that, but you have to, because that's the thing. Like, if you want to, and I've learned this a hard way. By hard way, I mean, like, with pain and problems and, you know, like, uh, now your back is blocked. You, you can't walk for three days, that kind of shit, you know? And then eventually, you're like, do you want to keep doing the thing that you love for a long time? Then you need to, you know, have a plan. Because otherwise, if you keep asking, right? Let me ask you, when, when does this stuff, for example, goes from the hand, the wrist and stuff, to the elbow, then eventually up to the shoulder and then the neck, whatever. But when does it start going up the elbow and then to the shoulder? What is that? Oh, that's a loaded question. I love it. Okay, <laughs> so essentially, the internal and external limiting beliefs in our industry are the foundation, right? The internal, like we've been talking about, worthiness deserving of doing things to support yourself you weren't brought up in a family with values of your body is a temple take care of it it's more self-destructive behaviors drug alcohol you know cocaine and jack daniels can only get you so far right so like i always think so that's the one the the cognitive aspect right that internal limiting belief right then there's the external limiting belief we were talking about of the societal norms you kind of rephrase you kind of were referring to like what we in the states call toxic masculinity to the point where you have to be so tough that ain't nothing phasing you but mm. we know that's not true right we know that men have feelings too and like whether you want to acknowledge them or not and however you establish yourself as the authority with your client being vulnerable and being a real person is how you go deep with your clients rather than wide Right? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Now you get a bigger tip back at the end of the day also. Right? And that client keeps coming back. So that's like the foundation, I find. Then if you want to actually talk physically about the body, it all happens from the neck and the posture. All of us, if not, I shouldn't say all. It's not true. Most of us. We're on a global platform right now. Right? So there are so many of us that have weak core muscles from sedentary lifestyles yo check it right you wake up in the morning what do you do you sit on the pot on the the commode right you sit while you're having breakfast you sit while you're driving to work you sit while you're drawing you sit while you're tattooing you sit while you're eating lunch you sit on your way home from work you sit while you're drawing for tomorrow have dinner and then go to bed you know you don't want to my bobble it which which is one of my Bible books, uh, Desk Bound by Kelly Starrett. Mm. If you know it. And, and it talks exactly about this. It talks about how it's called Desk Bound because it talks about, he's the guy that wrote the supple leopard. 
exactly about this, you know, and then eventually the whole, you know, postural bracing sequence, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, keep yeah. going. So weak core muscles is where it all starts. You can't hold your body up against gravity for hours if you have weak core muscles. So that's why we all shrimp. Yeah. Right? Sedentary lifestyles lead to weak core muscles in the front and the back. So essentially, what is even good posture? Well, we did a little bit of it earlier, where your lower back or your lumbar is engaged, your shoulders are back, your chin is up, your head is back. That's what good posture is. Most people don't tattoo like this, though, right? You start to tattoo like that, it doesn't last very long because it becomes uncomfortable because of your weak core muscles. So that's really the foundation. We mentioned a minute ago something called the kinetic chain, about how literally from your feet up to your neck, everything is connected. Certain parts are made for mobility, right? Your hips are made to move. Your lumbar is made for stability. So if you can like improve your lumbar, you can improve everything at the end of the day. That's why I had you, all right, throw your lumbar into activation and then try to roll your shoulders, right? I'm sitting on a new chair right now. Have you ever heard of the new chair before? Nope. Okay, I don't want to plug this product, but I'm going to say yeah, one- how, how it works, I kind of like to understand. So I love this chair for a specific reason. It affects your pelvis. There's a base, the base tilts either forward or backwards. When you tilt the face forward, you activate your lumbar spine and make it go into effect. When you do that, everything else comes into alignment from there. So your lumbar spine, your thoracic spine, and then your cervical spine, your neck, right? So what it also has is this cool like little front support. I mean, we're audio. But, so this is going to be for you or for anybody else. This is a front support, right? Most people think, oh, the chair, it's got a front support on it, whatever. It's weird. It's not about the front support. It's about the pelvic tilt that supports the optimal posture. It's just when you're leaning, now you can lean on this front support and forget about everything else. Now you don't have to worry about keeping my shoulders back, my head up, my chin, my chin up, my head back. Like it's kind of something in the outside that helps our inside so we can focus. Like, I don't know about you, but like, dude, I have wicked bad ADHD. Mm. I don't know if you can tell that from talking to me, but most people can in the first few minutes. <laughs> That's why like, I don't get shook. I don't get scared. I don't get stage fright. Number one, it's my superpower because yeah. I have yeah. really bad ADHD, but there's other caveats to that. Right. So like, Many of the listeners might be neurodivergent like myself, bad ADHD, and tattooing helps us to close out the world and focus on one thing and just be in the moment. But when you're in the moment, that's the last time you're going to think about your posture, yeah, right? Yeah. How you're positioned. So having something on the outside makes a big difference. So I'm a really big fan of like the extra large armrests, the XXL mm -hmm. armrests. So, like, mm -hmm. I love them because they're so versatile if you give them the time. If you think, how would I want to be positioned if I was tattooing my forearm? And you literally position yourself there and trial it. Because there's so many of us that have good quality equipment, but don't know how to use it, right? Like, how many people actually know how to use their equipment? Or it's the same cookie cutter, all right, you sit here, and then I'm going to contort into a weird position. And that's mm -hmm. kind of... Something we touch on in the master class, which is like physical, because most, let me, like real quick, ergonomics, most people think it's like the grip on your machine, right? How big is my grip? What is my grip shape like? But that's like the smallest aspect of real ergonomics. We talk about cognitive ergonomics. How do you set up and structure your day, right? Physical ergonomics, that's the hand grip, the equipment, how it's helping you position. And like, spatial and organizational ergonomics. It's like, how do you organize your day? How do you incorporate self-care into your day so it's not another thing to do when you go home? Because shit, if you wait to get home and then stretch, first of all, you're not gonna do it. Second of all, it's not gonna be as effective because you're waiting till you have pain to do something about it. And that is what the United States healthcare system is built on 
and it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? On this on this note, sorry to interrupt. Like on this note, one thing that really over time I've learned and I really dislike is the attitude. Sometimes even even honest practitioners, right? Sometimes I've been told they're really good and they really care for you, right? But I've been told, okay, I have this pain. What happened? And he said, maybe you did a movement, a wrong movement, la la la. And I said, okay, what should I do about it? And he said, don't do that movement. And then over the years, and then I went through mobility routine, through different, you know, learned stuff. I'm like, no, no, dude, like the body evolved to do, be able to do those movements. So the moment you instill that logic into someone's mind where you say, you know, at some point I believe, oh, I have a week back, maybe something I just cannot do. I'm like, bullshit. You start doing deadlifts, you start doing like core strength, core strengthening stuff. And now like, I can do this. So you, you see what I mean? Is the fact that empowering people of, look, your body, unless you have certain disabilities, right? But, or certain specific problems, but you, your body's designed to be able to do that stuff. If you can't, there is a problem. And that is the prehab stuff, right? Instead of, oh, you broken, come to me once a week. You know, we do this, take those pills and that's it. You know, like, no, dude. Right? Yeah, dude. and in the U.S., it's even scarier because most people, most tattooers, don't have insurance and accessibility to healthcare. So, luckily, a lot of artists, you know, they're married; their spouses might have it. But then, like to our point, like the healthcare system hasn't kept up with the tattoo industry because we used to be pirates. Right, where everything was so underground, and then like Ink Masters and these reality TV shows came and dismantled that like fear or the the, the mystery behind the tattoo door. Right, what's going on in that shop? I don't know, or, like kind of deal. So you know, Pinterest tattoos and soccer moms are getting tattooed now. So with that demystification, you know, there's more people to get tattooed, but there's also more tattooers than ever before so more people are getting hurt than ever before and doctors can't give realistic relatable advice because they don't even understand tattooing right it's yeah. not like i was golfing and ah, oh, i got golfer's elbow i have tennis uh tendonitis inside my forearm it's like oh okay like whatever they'll give like some standard help or send you to uh, in the EU, they would call it physiotherapy. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right. I'm an occupational therapist. So, like, the difference would be what I do is not only do I treat the person and the tendonitis or the carpal tunnel syndrome that they're actively dealing with, but we fix what's wrong with the job to serve the person. So the person doesn't change to accommodate the job. We change the job to fit the person. That's the big difference. That's what I do. We, it's a holistic approach, right? We address, I use this model, right? Cause I'm a therapist and I, everything I do is based on research. I use this, the per, the PEM model, it's the person environment and modification model, right? So we're like addressing the person, we're addressing the environment, we're modifying things as we need to do so to suit the person. And that's like what traditional healthcare doesn't do. Can I tell you a really funny story real quick? Go ahead. So one of my students, uh, their name is New York, right? Tattoos by New York. She's out in Seattle in the States. And they're very open with an issue they have. It's called lymphedema, right? So they have excessive swelling in their body. Their body doesn't push the fluid. So they hold on to fluid, right? Hold on to swelling. So tend to be larger mm -hmm. people. I can't even say this without laughing. Right? So check it. So a doctor told them to lay down while they were tattooing as the artist. Imagine you're like going to do a hand tattoo for somebody, right? And then like you pull out a massage table and they're like, oh, I'm going to be laying down for this tattoo. And they're like, no, 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 bro. And what was the point of that? What was so the point like, of that? excessive swelling in their legs so their legs yeah. would swell when they sat for so many hours so the doctor's like well why do you lay down while you're working and tattooing and it just goes to show that doctors don't understand the craft right and therapists don't understand it so it's like i have 
had clients who have been like, yeah, I've been to therapy and they told me to wear this like big brace while I was tattooing. And they're like, I can't do that. Like, it's a bloodborne pathogen issue. It's bulky. It, I can't even move in it. And I'm like, yeah, bro, because they don't understand what it's like to tattoo. So you have this yeah. white collar professional who's probably never even been tattooed trying to give you advice on how to do your job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, with this kind of stuff, also something that personally, that is an opinion like everybody, you know, everybody else. But one thing that, that I came, you know, to not like also is the fact that, again, prehab and rehab, right? Oh, you got flat feet, you got to wear those arches. You got this problem, wear a brace. You can do stairs, take the elevator. No, dude. This is like Jung said, you know, the thing that you need the most is in the place where you want to look the least. So you have problem with stairs. That's exactly what you need, more stairs, right? And for me, for example, in different aspects, let's say flat feet, I got, I got flat feet quite, you know, and then they gave me this thing for the arch. So then I came to realize, okay, so my arches are weak. So you give me something that makes them work even less. And that's, that's your solution. Something I'm paying $300 for. I'm like, that makes no sense. And guess what? I trained with this bracing sequence thing that I was mentioning. And now, you know, I changed the way I, I contact with the floor, my pelvis, everything is engaged and stuff. And now I wear really flat shoes with none of those soles and I got no problem. You know, so the thing that you mentioned before, the elite, that word is gold, holistic. Because, again, we have a problem with our hand. Oh, it's my hand. Like you said, no, it's the environment. Is how much water you drink, how many inflammatory foods you eat, right? The stress, blah, 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 blah. So it's a, we need to give a look at all the other stuff around, right? You couldn't be more right. There's a big picture here, right? And the big picture is preventative care focused on warm-up routines, bringing our body back down to baseline, keeping fucking water in our shops, having straws so you don't have to de-glove so you can drink a protein shake or drink water while you're in the shop, right? Something easy things that we can incorporate into our everyday routine. And the more we talk about it and the more we normalize it, right? Like every other industry in the world has a governing body that helps to disseminate best practices. They help to teach. They help to give out free information. That's what I want to do. I want to be the global figure of health and wellness for the tattoo industry. I mean, I am already like the industry leader in the U.S. And I know that nobody's even touching what I do and what I bring to the table. And in the EU, like, there's nothing going on. I don't feel like, I don't have never heard of anybody setting the stage and providing, like, foundational resources to help people, right? I know a couple, like, massage therapists around here that go to tattoo conventions and, like, serve? But it's really, they're not serving, right? It's a it's business. Really short, short-lived fix. Yeah, it, it's like... It's helpful. It's helpful. Artists need it. And I support that. But like, there's so much more that we can do. And that's why in the, I don't know, like you have chiropractors where mm -hmm. you guys are. Yeah. Also so, chiropractors. Yeah. Okay. So like in the U S we have chiropractors and massage therapists. Those are what are available in our community. Anybody can walk in off the street and get a massage or get adjusted. I have a big problem with that because not only is it a business model and you're not instilling any knowledge to help the person heal themselves and you need them to keep coming back, but you're actually like putting a band-aid on a wound that needs stitches. Mm. Right? The blood keeps coming out and that band-aid's there but you're bleeding out and you're either bleeding out financially or you're bleeding out physically. And at some point it's not sustainable. And that's why in the U S like you have to pay big dollars for an insurance company and jump through hoops, like red tape for the insurance companies to pay for you to actually go for therapy because it works. We empower you to learn how to heal yourself and it's not forever. There's a reason 
why it's not forever. Have you ever heard of a doctor that needs to treat you for the rest of your life? No. Terminal illness. You don't need to, you shouldn't need to see a healthcare professional forever. Like your adjustments require you to. And if you think about an adjustment, and this is not hating on any chiropractors out there. I know there are good chiropractors and I know there are good massage therapists and you're doing your best. But your best is not keeping them in this cycle. The best is to empower somebody to heal themselves. So it's like, why do you even need to be adjusted to begin with? I couldn't subscribe to this more. Like I mentioned before, from my personal experience, I used to go to an osteopath. Really good, really good. The thing is, okay, come see me once every few weeks, da 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 da, da forever. You know, and I'm like, okay, sweet. Uh, and then eventually, by myself, I had to research, learn, train, practice, da, 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 da. and now many things that I used to do, even even crack my back in certain specific spots. Something that he used to do specifically, put him in this very weird position. Now I do it myself every day, a few times a day, and release all that stress. Just to mention one thing, right? So yeah. it's really, I really value, you know their practice the thing is for some aspects like you said it should be empowering rather than you know i can only do this come me pay me and then you know don't even look there <laughs> like why do you should i should educate myself on how to walk properly we can't fucking walk properly like you know better than anybody how many people cannot even squat oh dude <laughs> that's right? Or sit Indian style, or I shouldn't even say that. Like, what do they say? Criss- crisscross applesauce. I have a two-year-old and a four-year-old, so like, yeah. I was actually so I was on a podcast like a couple months ago, and Matt Triano. I'm pretty sure it was Matt Triano actually out uh, in New York City, and he was saying how he like he him and his kids went to go sit around in a circle and like read a story, and he couldn't put his knees down. He couldn't put his like knees to the side to sit crisscrossed, and yeah of his hip flexors it's like exactly what dude you're preaching to the choir right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I had all these problems so that, that's that's why i know it and all right so we're gonna get to that in a second to the fact that you have a lot of resources available lots for free and stuff like that but if you would have to say you know just a couple of things just a few things that you know people number one should be aware of and number two a few practices that people could do uh, let's say either before, during, and after, and then eventually for you know in depth. Then we can we can give all your you know information and stuff. What would you say? <sighs> My best advice is to warm up like a musician plays scales to warm up before they play. Tattoo artists need to do the same. There's specific things that we can do to stretch and warm up with intent. That's the most important thing, is to have a little bit of intent. Number one, before you even sit down a tattoo. Number two, it's think ahead. Maybe if you're doing a forearm tattoo, maybe if you're doing a shoulder cap, maybe if you're doing a back piece, you have maybe one, two, or even three different positions, go-to, standard positions that you go to to before you tattoo, to know, to be like, okay, reposition this way. And you have to get on the chair or on the table to know how to position yourself to explain that to your client, to establish yourself as the authority, right? So I would say warm up, knowing the position, knowing your equipment and your positioning, right? And then I would also say establishing yourself as the authority to set rest breaks, to say, we're going to work these amount of hours, rest at this time. I'm going to stretch and educate your clients on the front end, because if you can explain to your clients, why you're stretching, why you're taking care of yourself, and how you're doing it, you know what's going to happen? Fucking value, boom, through the roof, right? Because I guarantee if you express and communicate on the front end with your client, what's going to happen on the back end? They're going to value you more. They're going to value the experience more. And then what? They're going to tip you higher and become lifetime clients because you're going to treat them more humanistic, more holistic, be, break down that you're actually a human, not a machine, tough guy, that they're going to want to work with you more. Because nobody wants to work with that tough biker mentality anymore anyway. That's like a tattooer persona of the past, right? Also, like, the, the, you know, the way you show up to something is the way you show up to everything. Meaning, 
the fact if you show be like look i am this meticulous with this process because i take care of myself is this is the same way that i work with your project and the way that i execute your tattoo so you know what i mean you, you just look even more professional because you're more attentive to detail you're not just like oh whatever right yeah so that's something i go deep on with um with my master classes because we have a bunch of modules and one of them is establishing yourself as the authority right because we talked about it a second ago imposter syndrome when you have a little bit of knowledge a little bit of competence what does that do with anything in life doesn't matter what it is boom raises your confidence so a little bit of understanding of what you're doing and why and being able to express that to a client it's going to make you sound like a g it's going to make you sound like you are the authority of everything tattoo because that's what they see you as whether you believe it or not when a client comes to sit in your chair they assume that you are professional and that you're the authority and you know everything that's going on let me ask you what do you have available right for people to know more about this stuff and where they can find it and all the stuff heck yeah so like i said i before i'm currently rebranding under the tattooer health club so you can find me on uh social media instagram the tattooer health club i have a public facebook group the tattooer health club where we're disseminating information we're dropping podcasts we're dropping workshops master class trainings uh you can also find me on instagram all the platforms instagram youtube tiktok under jordan underscore the tattoo hand therapist yeah and in terms and of like um classes and uh because you were mentioning like uh i saw some products on your website yeah so right now actually i teach a 12 week master class which is already booked out so we actually start on monday this next round so i'm super excited i actually am building some new platforms to make it more interactive video based uh library kind of stuff where it's like you don't need everything right now but you're going to need it in a year so you got the resource when you need it So that's actually what I'm been really focused on, but in the next quarter cuz right now we're in Q3 of this year. So in Q or we're starting Q3, we're in Q2. So in Q3, I'm actually launching the master class again and this winter we're going to be dropping a bunch of do it yourself programs. So like carpal tunnel syndrome from start to finish, step by step guide everything you need to heal it, all video based. Uh we also have a step by step guide for like a bundle for neck pain, lower back pain, thumb pain and carpal tunnel syndrome. So like I want the resources, well shit, I'm going to give them to you because our mentors can't teach what they don't know. So we yeah. need chapters to add into the apprentices workbooks so to speak if you want to think of it like that we need to be able to teach the next generation of tattooers to know why they're hurting and how to stop it and that's literally yeah. what we're doing so the the video based programs are for people who aren't ready for the 12 week investment for like the master class training of accountability and the international homies that are like 7 hour time differences they can't get me masterclass i actually had to turn down someone recently out in the netherlands and in finland cuz it's like an 8 hour or 7 hour time difference and it's like yeah. not for everybody and that's cool and i understand that so we got to make this shit global and reach more people and that's what i'm here to do is serve and i want to be able to give out the free information the exercises and all i do that all on instagram instagram is like my main platform where i shoot out a ton of information so hand pain neck pain back pain i got it it's just a matter of if you're going to find it so that's why we're actually getting ready to springboard to our new platform which is all the tattooer health club which is going to be in the, it's in the works now and i'm really excited about it but i can't really talk too much about it because it's like i don't know how i'm going to have people get to it so uh, yeah we'll put all the links in the description of the of the episode and uh let me ask you just one quick thing what what has been in the previous classes that you've done workshops master classes programs and stuff can you remember one moment that you were like ooh i love that moment that moment was awesome when something happened or whatever oh i have to say it's the wins so i do a thing at the start of every class we do 
wins and refinements? Like, where, where have you won this weekend? What is a big win that you had? And where can we work on some things, right? So I like to build community and foster communication, right? Because we're, we're communicative beings. Humans love that interaction. And when you're dealing with pain and not being validated, it makes it hard. So I love to foster that sense of community. So we also like focus on that mindset at the beginning of every class. But I would say for me, my main takeaways and like, aha, like, oh, I know that I'm on the right path doing what I'm doing is when somebody, I don't care when it happens every class and like not to point individual people out, but when somebody can say, I've taken what you've shown me, I've put it to practice and it worked. And I'm not hurting anymore. And that feeling of like <sighs> gratitude. And you could literally see the weight coming off of people's shoulders when they've done something we've taught and it worked. And they're like, whoa, this actually matters. And it really does something. And that feeling of like, oh, accomplishment. And like that light inside of me that grows every time. And it's like, that's how I know I've done my job. When I can teach you something and then you did it and it worked, it's like, that's it. That's how I look at my parenting style too. Like I have a two-year-old, four-year-old. If I didn't teach you how to do it yourself, I didn't do my job and I failed you. Yeah, it's beautiful when you see that you did something that had influence outside of yourself. And you're like, yes. If you want to see this a little bit more, you know, hippie, you can say, that's why we're here, right? I mean, I'm for something beyond ourselves, right? Yeah, I'm into the woo shit. I am woo as fuck, dude. So, like, nice. I'm into energy and vibrations. And, like, I know that I'm here for a lot to be here for something bigger than myself. And that's why I started this journey. Because, like, I was in healthcare for years and I fucking hated it. I hated the red tape. I hated not being able to serve the way I needed to be. I hated to being on these time restraints of you only can see this person for 30 minutes twice a week. Like, what do you mean? Uh, it's not enough, right? And I got fed up with the traditional American version of the healthcare system. And that's why I broke out. And that's why I started coaching. And literally, just I said, I see how I can do it better. And I'm going to do it better. And that was yeah. in 2018. So it's it's crazy to see how far I've come and how much we've grown and evolved because that's one of my core values is to learn and improve. Like next yeah. to commu community service, learn and improve, freedom, and then accountability. Those are like my four core values. And I just feel like if you don't have a core value that you can stand by, then how do you expect somebody else to sign on with you and go on this journey if you don't know who you are and how you operate? Yeah, that's gold, dude. That's gold. I love that word, serve. It's like the core of this industry, you know, because sometimes we get lost and we think, oh, this is my way to express. It is also, by the end, you here to serve, right? If there wouldn't be people, you wouldn't have a job, right? So, awesome. yeah. dude, it was amazing. Yeah. I love it. Love your energy, love, love so much value for people. I'm sure you know in this because everybody, every single person can relate. I'm sure you know, like everybody had pain at some point or has it. So, thank you so much. This was gold, had a, had a great time. Hell yeah, dude! So many good things your way, and I can't wait to do it again, share more information, especially across the pond because it's like the shit that I, we're talking about, we need ears people need to hear it it has to be common knowledge and it has to be easy because shit if it ain't easy ain't nobody doing it <laughs> awesome good thank you so much and uh yeah hopefully at some point you know we'll cross paths somewhere yes my guy i gotta get over there i gotta come to your neck of the woods and like start doing some seminars and conventions and shit because i'm doing that here in the states already now i gotta like get over there and start doing some seminars Definitely possible. Definitely possible. If I can help, you know, let me know. I'll be happy to. Yeah, we'll we'll talk. We'll definitely figure it out. I'm moving in about a year to uh to Atlanta, so All I'm right. gonna be able to travel and fly like in a real airport, <laughs> not like <laughs> not like in a, I'm in the vacation area of Florida. I'm in this weird panhandle they call it. So it's like part of it that runs across the the like the Gulf of Mexico. I live in literally five minutes from the Gulf of Mexico. Like, mm. 
literally, it's tourist season right now, so I hang out at my house, we chill, you can see, I got, like, bamboo and shit set up in my office, because it's, like, it's that vibe, so it's, like, mm. when I get to Atlanta, my guy, I'm come out there, and we'll, we'll connect with some promoters, and we'll share knowledge, we'll share experiences, and make a difference in people's lives. Love it, love it, yeah, that's what it's all about. All right, bud, thank you again, have a yeah. awesome day, we'll talk soon, yeah? Light and love, my friend, you have a great awesome. one. Bye.